Hey folks, just a quick message before this week's episode, which was recorded live in Amsterdam at Subcon EU. Registration for Psychor Symposium in Las Vegas, uh, which is occurring this fall, is currently open. And if you go to the show notes for this episode, there is a link to register. That link will get you $100 off your registration, kind of help you support the show. Uh, if you have not registered yet, it's a great way to get connected with the rest of the Psychor community and learn what's new. So without further ado, on to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we're talking with Amanda Shiga from Nonlinear in Canada. Uh, Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It was uh, a lot of people told me I need to talk to you. Um, I think a lot of developers uh, working on the platform, or even marketers, um, like what they see with Sitecore and with XDB and all the experience profile and and that that information. But I think a lot of people don't know where to start, uh, especially if you're a developer. It seems kind of markety, um, but there's a lot of power you can unlock with that. Uh, and you gave a talk at SugCon about uh, in fact, extending XDB and using some machine learning. Can you tell a little bit about what that yeah, is? Yeah, sure. So um, so in my practice, um, I run a practice called Marketing Science at Nonlinear. Um, we kind of see the world in, in two different levels. Um, so this is the, the preface to, to what I spoke about. Um, so to your point about not knowing where to start, um, I do think it's really important to start with the baby steps and start with the out-of-the-box stuff. So mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time emphasizing with our clients and with our team that um, being able to run something as simple as one personalization rule um, is a huge step for a lot of organizations and we can't only look at the tech because they've all, to your point, purchased the platform for the promise of the marketing vision. Uh Um, So there are a lot of really, really interesting things to do, but of course it has to all tie back to we've got to build the solution to support doing that. Um, So that foundation is really important and it has to be, um, basically we have to care about it on both the developer side and the marketing side. Um, what I spoke about at SugCon was actually what I think of the next level of that, which is with the XDB, we're collecting this amazing um, repository of customer behavior information, and it's freely available to us. Um, with other analytics tools, um, you can't necessarily download all of the raw data. They, yeah. they keep it from you. With Sitecore, we've got it. We have full access, and to me, that's an amazing opportunity. So if you spend the time with your organization or your client to um, enrich the data, so you do some content profiling, persona tagging, um, engagement value tagging, you, you start to collect this incredibly rich database of, of behavior, and then you can do fun stuff with it. So sure. um, what I spoke about earlier uh, yesterday, actually, was um, was taking that rich set of customer behavior information and answering the customer's business questions with it. Um, so... We started with a question of, um, you know, we look at the audience in these two segments. Does that make sense? Um, should Is there types of content that are driving them 
to uh, convert, so to apply to the school, the business school. Um, and uh, we kind of let the data collect for about two months after tagging it. And then uh -huh. what I decided to do is once we had collected all of the data, I said, well, what can machine learning help us understand about the behavior and help answer those questions? Sure. Um, so I kind of dug around uh, a little bit and I, I discovered that um, I could do a predictive model that would tell me what are the strongest predictors of conversion. And then that will help them justify um, some of the, the things that they want to do. So what we found was that some of the strongest predictors were of conversion were in fact the thought leadership produced by um, professors at this business school and uh, the research, the academic area. Um, and that was really validating for some of the things they suspected and were curious about. And then you can tie that right away back to marketing strategy and say, okay, the homepage, which is usually a, a very political area, right. um, we now have data-backed justification thought leadership makes a difference. Yeah. So if we were scared before to put a white paper directly on the homepage, now we can do that. Yeah, and I, 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 it's got to help them a lot because uh, a lot of times, you know, marketing is, you know, sometimes it's a, it's an educated guess, but at, at, at times it's, it's, it's a guess, yeah. especially if you're going into personalization of, is this going to move the needle on, you know, like you said, conversion or, or something like that. But to have that data and to be able to run that through a model has got to be incredibly valuable. Absolutely, yeah. It just it just kind of adds that other layer on top of the insight we're already getting with out of the box reports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of stepping back a little bit, mm -hmm. I know uh, you know as I I think a lot of people buy Psychor, as you said, it's it's they, they're very interested in the, the personalization. And it's how, how do you guide people to take that baby step, if you will? The let's let's personalize something where where are some kind of key wins that you you've kind of guided your customers towards yeah so we we usually honestly start with existing behavior so we'll do a very small engagement very palatable uh -huh. and we'll come in and uh we'll um we'll basically start by looking at existing analytics so my team will go into google analytics and they will find um opportunities to optimize sure so great examples of really simple stuff we'll start with is um you know, they're, uh, a, a business school might be looking to target international students. And uh, we're seeing that um, we can really boost, you know, applications from the Middle East or China. These are examples I've had. Um, and uh, it's dead simple to set up that personalization rule. So the Google Analytics shows us there's an opportunity. We'll find um, maybe an underperforming AdWords campaign is uh -huh. another great example. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people getting to the landing page, but then there's a very high bounce rate. Sure. Okay, great. You know, dead simple. Let's personalize the landing page. So we usually set up a series of about three to five experiments where we have a hypothesis. Um, and then we have, uh, we've specified the uh, metric that we'll use to test it. And then um, once they have that structure in place, it's much easier for them to actually take the steps. And we usually structure the engagement so that we're holding their hand the entire way. And uh -huh. that has worked really well. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a, a guidance I give to folks as well is something simple. Like as you mentioned, if you're targeting, it would be just even a, a simple personalization rule. If you're targeting, say, a location, yeah. is uh, your your imagery may change just to have you know people that, from that nationality. Uh, you know, one I one I had heard it was a U.S. company that targeted for recruiting, and they. Um, they varied. Uh, they, they did not only did GOIP. So if there was somebody from the Middle East, um, you know, the, the the hero imagery was different. But then they also targeted. They could tell if somebody was coming from the government. 
and it was a you know a, a U.S. .gov or .mil address, and then they would all their imagery would show people in uniform. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of felt more natural, and it's it's subtle, but it's you know it, it's it's a great place to kind of start. For sure, yeah. The the thing I struggle with is I think so many people love you know like love the promise of personalization it's just it's it's getting started on it is is you know is i think i mean the other thing we do and i'm sure you you talk to folks about this is um so not only can we we dive into existing behavior to find opportunities but if we if we tie it always back up to a higher level um corporate objective metric that's also really effective um so uh, for another client, for example, we actually have, um, we tied, he's got a revenue target, boost uh, boost revenue by X dollars in uh-huh. this, this six-month period. Um, so we actually tied, we predicted how much each tactic would boost. So this, you know, this test will boost by X percent, this, this personalization will, will boost by Y. And once we had actually said, well, here's the series of tactics you have to execute to meet that target. Um, there's a there ended up being a lot more support for the program kind of all the way up the chain yeah yeah so tying it back to higher level things is another really good thing to do yeah and i think the same thing yeah yeah i think it's 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 a case too that i think a lot of marketers want to get into automation but they don't even it's the 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 kind of step zero for them is what do we want people to do on the website a lot of times they they don't even you know it's brand awareness there they're at that stage and in trying to figure out what is, uh, you know, if you're not an e-commerce, you know, conversion on an e-commerce site is very easy to, it's, you know, somebody hits the receipt page, okay, we've sold them something. But if you're not selling something, you know, what is your conversion look like? Is it a sign up for an email list? Is it, is it download a white paper Mm -hmm. or something like that? So it's, it's kind of, that's where I've at least run into issues of, you know, they want to do personalization. They want to do A-B testing, but they are having a hard enough time managing kind of one set of content and, Never mind to, all the variants, right? Yeah. And all the variants. They're like, yeah. and then it's, uh, and then it's, you know, trying to figure out what what behavior do you want to drive on the website? You know, it's, it's, for sure, it's coming up with those objectives. Well, and I think you kind of have to go at it to me from both angles because if you stop and say, well, we got to go back and review all our corporate objectives first, it will grind to a halt, um, especially if they're if they're not having that clarity on what the website's supposed to do. So it's almost like you got it. You should do that for sure. But coming at it from bottom up as well and just saying, well, let's not worry about that for a moment and let's, um, you've, you've got this investment right now in AdWords, let's just look at that one first. Uh-huh. You can kind of get a little beachhead and people will see, oh, that made a difference and then start to work at it from there. So it's almost like a two-way yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So I always find it interesting. I mean, you've been, you've been a Psychor MVP for, you know, at least a while now. How did, how did you actually get involved with the Psychor platform and... Yeah. So what's your, I, um, what's your origin story? <laughs> my origin story. Um, I've been with Nonlinear for 11 years now. So um, back in the day, I was a .NET solution architect. Um, I joined the agency in that role. Um, and we were doing, we've done a number of different CMS platforms. I actually was a Red Dot developer back in the day. Uh, Shout out to Nick Wesselman as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a good friend, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. old Red Dot uh, developer as yeah, well. Yeah, we sometimes... Um, share horror stories on Twitter about that. But uh, basically my agency, Sitecore, became our newest uh, 
technology partner and uh, that was in about 2007 2008 and uh, we had a lot of success um, kind of ramping up that practice and that's where I first got involved with it uh -huh. and then in more recent years um, because nonlinear we have a very strong technical bench and technical focus and yep. there was a, a need to have this sort of complementary marketing science practice alongside of it um, sure. where I could bring in the SEO and the testing and the personalization um, and now the machine learning stuff um, um, which I like to think of as as uh, marketing, but with a very technical angle to it. Um, so I was able to to split that off in the last couple of years. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely um, seeing where Sitecore is going. It's it definitely seems to be. Uh, you know, they've kind of the, the the CMS portion is kind of a well worn path at this point. It's uh, uh, you know, and they're definitely they're not stopping innovating there. But it's it's if you look at kind of with the launch of XDB and then XConnect of connecting in other other data sources, it's, it definitely seems to be where the innovation in their product is. For sure, yeah. I mean, I was just talking with Lars yesterday, and and we talked about this vision and utopia of. Ultimately, we're trying to get to the self-optimizing website or the self-optimizing channel where, because right now we're trying to put together these programs to optimize, but eventually are we going to leapfrog the human effort and just have a channel, so a website, for example, that's just basically a, a living, breathing, self-optimizing entity. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he's like, absolutely, that's the vision. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know? it, is, it, it is really interesting, especially with the power that's available now with a lot of cloud services, this advanced machine learning is more and more accessible, whether you're looking at Azure or something like that. Just the, the services that are available to folks to leverage, are, it's, it, it's pretty amazing what's going on. Absolutely. Um, and it was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've looked into all the different tools that are available out there, but um, when I started the pilot, I, I put my head into this world and I was amazed. Um, I looked at IBM Watson and I looked at Azure Machine Learning. Uh, the tool I ended up using is called Rapid Miner, but I mean, there's dozens of them. Yeah. Um, but just how accessible they are now. Um, cost, they're the low cost. There's huge numbers of tutorials. There's um, drag and drop interfaces. It's just, it's really, really accessible. And um, so for anyone who's looking to get into it, it's it's wide open right now. Yeah. 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 So if, if somebody wanted to kind of dig into it, where, what, where would you suggest people start? Uh, I, I have a few really good resources um, that I pointed to in my slides, but uh, I, think, I think just a couple of things. I think you've got to start with a good data set. Um, so even try to find your, your own organization's XDB or one of your clients who's willing to be a bit experimental with you. Do some tagging if you can. Uh -huh. Do the engagement value if you can because then you'll, you'll just have so much more to work with. Um, and then I think it's just, again, there's so much online available. So I, for me, I, I did some tutorials. I read a lot of blogs um, and the platform I ended up using was massively supportive in that they, they had incredible resources and I also had um, a data scientist helping me sure. um, because they're obviously very invested in having their platform be widely used right. so um, right. there was just a huge amount of support so the the other message I usually say is if you've if you've come up as a as a dotnet developer in your career um, I thought oh do I have to go back and get a stats degree or something like that um, my conclusion was that no the value you can bring as a sitecore dev is your knowledge of both the platform and the marketing world um, bring your data scientist on board and they will bring the deep stats knowledge sure, um, sure. 
trying to learn that yourself unless you already do is just a huge undertaking um so all that to say there's just a huge amount of support yeah 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 i mean you 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 bring up another good point i think you're, you're an interesting story that you you came from the tech side and are now more focused on what would you know people might call strategy or as you, you know as you said micro marketing science how was that how was that transition for you um, I think, I mean, I got to a point where I wasn't coding anymore and I got into some management roles. I was doing a lot more of sales and marketing for uh -huh. my agency. Um, but I, I didn't, I, I found at the end of the day, I was really, really happy doing the data mining. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, I tried to find a spot where I had kind of one foot in each world. Um, so I, I want to bring on the team to do some of the more technical stuff where, you know, they're fresher with it than me, of course. But um, I want to do it as sufficient amount of it myself so I can I can talk about it and actually drive the projects and the thought leadership yeah yeah, yeah. so I was able I'm lucky because I was able to find that little spot yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's a role I find myself you know in, in, in my work doing more and more it's just you know they it's guiding a lot of marketing folks of just like Hey, you know what? Psychor does, all, you know, a lot of times they don't know everything that Psychor does they and yeah. they're looking at competing products and you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, Psychor will do that as well. You know, and I'm, I don't want to be like the Psychor salesperson, but like you, you, you own all this stuff already. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun, or at least for me to kind of yeah. have that foot in both, both sides of it. And I find myself doing a lot more guidance on the, on the, on the strategy side of things. Yeah. Uh, and so it's uh, it's been fun. It's it has been fun, been fun and, and to your point, pretty much necessary anytime we're talking to clients about Sitecore. Right. Y you have to bring that part of it into the conversation. Yeah, and I think if you're a developer, you, you, you'd be remiss if you didn't learn at least a little bit about that because the implementation side used to be, it used to be a lot of work to implement a Sitecore site. And that is, you know, with, with advances in a lot of the guidance that they have, or even if you look at something like, uh, Sitecore's solution accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, the implementation side isn't there. Isn't as much work on that side from a you know, or not as much from a developer needed. And really, where the developers are needed is kind of implementing these marketing programs. Very much so. I think it's to your point with all the accelerators now, and with SXA especially. Um, the stuff we used to do, the, the business layer, um, the the component base, that's pretty much commoditized now. Yeah. So the building blocks of what you're doing creatively as a dev, that's moved up the stack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's got to incorporate the marketing now, the marketing side of the story. Yeah. 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 Well, Amanda, thanks for sitting down. I think we're kind of running up on time here, oh, but sure. um, uh, where can people find you online and find your work? Yes, I am. So I blog at uh, the Nonlinear blog. So if you just go to nonlinearcreations.com, sure, um, there'll be links to this in the show notes. Oh, okay, sure. And then I'm on Twitter as well, so just Amanda Shiga. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, thanks, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us today. And uh, Amanda, thanks again for, for being on the show. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. Well, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.